I never lose. I either win or I learn. That's a great quote from Nelson Mandela. Welcome to Heal, conversations to guide you toward personal growth and overall well-being. so much for joining me for this episode of Heal. I have Maria Newman with us today. She is a coach, mentor, and trainer to busy working moms. Welcome, Maria. So happy to have you. Oh, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I am so excited that you are here. I have been so blessed to have many women from across the pond. I don't like to use that phrase from other countries, especially England. It's been so nice to have you all. And I don't know where they come from, but here you all are. Um, I'm going to come someday and visit and you're all going to keep me in your in your house, right? Yes. Oh no, that's <laughs> recorded. That's a contract. No getting out now. Uh-oh, you did it. I got her, girls. I got her. Brittany, <laughs> you, me and you are going on a trip. Just kidding. Welcome, Maria. Thank you for being here, for real. <laughs> Sorry you got me on a silly day, but you did. Oh, no, I like that. That's good. Life's all about having fun and just releasing our inner child and just enjoying what we've got. Right. Have to find joy in every single day. And I'm so glad you're here because I know there are a lot of moms who do suffer from sort of losing their identity. They suffer from, um, and I, I say suffer like it's a bad thing. Here's the thing. It is bad to lose your identity. However, being a mom isn't bad. Um, you know, we, we, it's a choice that we have and we make. And, and when we become a mom, all of our attention and energy goes toward raising our kids. So we do tend to lose ourself, our joy, um, because we live for our kids. We do. We do. It's a, it's a funny one, isn't it? Because you don't even realize we don't even realize it's happening to Mm -mm, us we're mm -mm. so like fixated and immersed in mothering or motherdom that it just happens you wake up one morning and you sort of go oh crap who am I (laughs) I'm not I'm not Leah's mum or Luca's mum I'm a real person I have a name I'm an individual and you sort of think it's too late I've already lost myself I actually don't know who Maria is anymore that's right the good news is there are people like you around who help them <laughs> exactly. discover their inner light and who they are before they had kids. And, and you can exist as a mom with your own identity. Too, right? too I mean, right. if, I mean, I, it's not a question. I think it's a statement. You can, you can be you and be yeah. a mom and not lose yourself and your kids. I think the truth is we have, we have to be ourselves first because that's who we are mum is a role maria elizabeth everybody else that's that's who we are mm-hmm. we might be a mum one minute we might be taxi driver the next minute we might be um, employed the next minute chef housekeeper wife girlfriend partner whatever those mm-hmm. are all roles we play but who we are is the individual and it is our life to lead and to step into and we are the the lead actor in our life so if we're not on the stage doing our thing then what what is that telling our children that's so true it is so true I've had these conversations a lot of these conversations um, while recording and what I think that we also lose sight of is that when we put ourselves last our children see that So we're either teaching them that we are not valuable or worth energy, or we teach them when you grow up, you have to be this way as well. And you're not worth it either. You know, we, it goes one way or, or another, you know, we, we teach by, by doing, not just by saying we have to model the behavior that we want to see. And if we want our kids to feel confident and strong and be who they are and, and do things that make them happy, then that's what we have to do too. 
exactly and the thing is they're listening to us and they're watching us Mm -hmm. and if the words we're using are not matching our behavior and we're just this contradiction we're just confusing them because they're like all right so I get to say things but I don't necessarily have to do what I'm saying right all right I can do that okay yeah that's easy (laughs) exactly yeah I can do that I can say I'm going to do one thing and then go and do something else right Right, right. I promise I said I would clean up my bedroom, but that's all I said. I mean, and you know, I didn't, that it's just whatever. <laughs> that's what they do. I know because yeah. we do it. Yeah. All right, let's go back a little bit. Let's go back to um, when you started to realize when you had your mummy awakening, we should call it something like mum awakening or all right. I'm, I'm getting off on a tangent. <laughs> it'll come to you you'll have you'll have an epiphany and go oh yes that's what we could call it it'll be at 2 a.m when I wake up tomorrow morning (laughs) (laughs) quick get Maria on speed dial um my my awakening I like that that sounds really nice so (laughs) mine it's funny because I think mine happened at the moment I decided to um, take voluntary redundancy and go on my journey of becoming a business owner, which then actually took me to the moment where I thought, oh, hang on a second, hang on a second, you know, look around you, who's around you? My children are around me. Yeah. And all my ups and downs are affecting my kids. Yeah. So um, I... <laughs> I have, I would say there are many points in my life that have been significant in taking me on my journey of discovery and finding out who I am and what I need to be doing. And I might add that you might even have some more moments of those self-discovery, right? When we're constantly uncovering who we are and what should I be doing? It yeah. is. I think. I think it's funny that you know when you're a child, you are very open to everything, and you see things for exactly what is in front of you. You don't. Um, Liter- you're literal. You're yeah. very literal, and that yeah. is amazing and awesome because you're just absorbing stuff. Going, okay, this is what I see. This is fine. And then I was talking to um, a client about this the other day, and you go on this curve of. I'm taking everything in. I'm seeing everything for what it is. Everything's very literal. Then we go into school and all of a sudden we become aware of life and question stuff and second guess stuff. And, you know, into adulthood. And it's not until I think you get to a certain age. For me, it was coming into my 40s. I'm now 45. Coming into my 40s where I was like, whoa, hang on. Stop the boat. Or in my case, stop the bus. Um, <laughs> I don't have to live like this. I can I can decide what's what. I don't have to second guess anything. I can be comfortable in my own skin because I've seen stuff. But I can also be open to what else might be rather than being thinking I'm open, but actually being quite closed. And then you start going back to where you were, I think, as a child, where you see things with excitement. Yeah, go, so I was just going to okay, so say that. I'm so excited that you mentioned that because here's my, my thought process on that. I taught for 16 years in a public school and um, and in my practice and in my, my business here, I um, we talk about like the first seven years of your life and how it's you know, really important. And every seven years, things can change. Cellularly, we change, but we are open and uninhibited and aware and all of those things as a child, as long as we're in a healthy-ish, you know, like situation. Um, And then once you go to school, which is around the age of six or seven, a lot of things are sort of um, taken away from you. So you yeah. And then I have to be careful. <laughs> be careful how I word this. But then right, when we get to be our age, I'm a little bit older than you. Um, but we do, we stop. And I don't know if it's all women, because I've I'm only a woman who's had one child. So I can speak from that perspective. Um, but when we get to be around that age, 40s-ish, um, we start to wonder, like, who, who am I? Like, what am I doing? And I don't know if it's because 
the kids are older and we have less responsibilities or if it's just a thing that happens because it's our the age i have no idea because I, I don't know i reckon it i reckon it's the age so i'm 45 and my children are nine and six so they're still oh, they're young still uh, based on you and i i'm going to say age but I think we're quite a small population to making to be making that call just based on you and I let's go yeah. with it well this is all we can talk about it's just me and you right yay but I do I can say that at my business here where I'm pointing to my door um no one can see that you know <laughs> just you in my business the most most of the people who come here are for the most part 30 or older, mostly female, majority, 99%. And they are finally putting themselves first, at least for a class, you know, once a week yeah. um, or a session. Um, and, and they're just starting to come out of this. And you're right, their kids are all different ages now that I'm reflecting back, but they're realizing that I need to start taking care of myself now. And, and I, I think a lot of us lose that. Maybe it isn't because of the children. Maybe it's whatever you're, whatever you're doing from the ages of 20 to 40 ish, mm -hmm. you know, you just focused on that and you're focused on that and you're like, oh, wait, what about me and my health or I don't know, my well being. Anyways, I feel like I may have just gone off on a tangent. So go on, tell us about more about you. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I'm here to share about me. Do you come here that. often? <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Well, so if I if I share my story and I and I um I I love my story because of what it's taught me and how I'm so in a different place where I expected to be. Um I remember going into the corporate world and people are always asking you, so what do you want to be doing in five years? What are you going to be doing in 10 years? What is your plan? And every time everybody asks me that question, bearing in mind, I am a project planner. I do like planning. Yeah. I'd go, I have no idea. I don't have an answer to that question. And a bit of me didn't want to have an answer to that question because I just wanted to go, well, let's see what happens. I don't want to miss out on a great opportunity because... Yeah. That's a great way to be way. though. Yeah, but yeah, that's a great yeah, way to be. Yeah. I think. Yeah. <laughs> so um when I first started working for I worked for Rolls-Royce for 17 years. And when I first started working for them as an intern, I was in the car with a senior manager and I said to him, you know, tell me your story. How did you get to where you are today? Because I was keen. We all are keen. <laughs> and he told me about how he'd started at Rolls-Royce as an apprentice. He finished his apprenticeship. He got a graduate placement they are they um he got promoted he married his wife they had a couple of children and wow the pension is far too good so I'm not going to leave now exactly that face that face was inside I cringed on the outside I was like oh yeah that's really good that's just and like teaching do you know how many teachers <laughs> okay. stay in the profession yeah. because they can't give up the pension which is the retirement I mean, that I they get understand. with it I yeah. can understand the um why you do it because you know as human beings we want security security yeah yep but in such an insecure world you know like we oh, just don't so, know yeah yeah <laughs> so I made a promise to myself I am never going to work for a company any longer than five years because I want to experience stuff I love that thanks I know it didn't quite work out that way though <laughs> I know but it's still <laughs> such a great way to think because you're learning something new every five years you're putting yourself yeah. out there every five years and again if you could do that financially yeah. that's fabulous yeah. I know a lot of people can't I get it um <laughs> but I think we need it our brain needs we do, that we do we do so um I ended up getting a graduate job at Rolls-Royce <laughs> Five years passed me by, 10 years passed me by. Oh my goodness, I met my husband. We had a couple of children. And I inside, there was this voice saying to me regularly, Maria, when are you moving on? Maria, when are you moving on? And I'd be like, wow, you know, I haven't got enough experience. Yeah. I haven't developed the right skills. 17 no, years isn't ready. enough. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants me yet. I'm not good enough to go and apply. Yeah. Um, until. I was on maternity, 
yeah, I was on maternity leave with my son. So this is my second child. Who, yeah. um, bless him, like I said, he's now six. But so at the time he was 10 months and my daughter was just over two and a half years. And I was like, I need to, I need to leave. Otherwise, I am going to be that man. And I'm going to find myself at the end of my life, sat in my rocking chair, surrounded by my dogs. Because I love dogs, although I haven't got one yet. I love dogs. What? Okay, so first, let me just yes. disclaimer, yeah. disclaimer. We don't yeah. think that you should leave your job every five years unless it's something you want you want to do. Yes, <laughs> We're not I agree. You to do that, and it's <laughs> no. okay to stay in a position for seventeen plus years if you if it's something that you're happy doing. But if you're if you don't want to end up unhappy and just going through the motions, consider trying something different. And maybe Ooh. it's something different at night or when you're not working. Maybe it starts as a hobby and then it morphs into something bigger. But I just wanted to let everyone know that I'm not telling anyone to quit their job. Go ahead. <laughs> and you are right. It's make it's it's having the courage to make the decision that is right for you. And right. nobody else can make right. that decision. Yep. And there's lots of different ways of getting to the point you want to get to. It doesn't mean, right. like we said, I'm gonna dump, change dump every everything. Five years. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, so I decided to take voluntary redundancy, which is you leave the company, but you have some money given to you as well. Nice security to like figure out on purpose what was next and to properly be the role model I wanted to be for my kids because I want them to like do stuff. I don't want them to get trapped into the routine of life just because it's safe and everybody gets fed and to be honest with you you know when I look back at my childhood and the way my parents thought and I have a great relationship with my parents for them that's what working was about it was about stability and security of course that's what we're taught yeah get a good so, job you know, good paying job normal. take yeah. care of yourself and your family yep exactly but that doesn't matter different. if you love it. It doesn't matter no. if it's good <laughs> no. for you. It doesn't matter if it's healthy for you. It doesn't matter. Just get a good paying job and do it. Yeah. And and that's okay. Again, that's okay for people that want to do that. But there are other people who are looking for something more unhappy in their job. And there's a way out. There's a way out. And there's always a different option. So if you are looking for stability and security, that doesn't necessarily mean you have to be in a job that pays the bills and it's just something you do. I think we we think very linear as adults that in order to get stability and security, the only answer is you go and get a regular job. Something to think about. Yeah, I'm, I'm with um, you. I told you I left. I just resigned yeah, from yeah. teaching after 16 years. Oh dear, we are. And so I do this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this one's not paying the bills, not yet, but that's okay. <laughs> it's a passion, and we all maybe have that after this life. episode comes out, it will. Yes, yes, it, it will. It will. I think so. <laughs> so um, so yes, yeah, so I decided that was it. That was my um trigger message from the universe maria this is your time go make a conscious decision on what is next as opposed to oh look somebody's offered you a job looks all right let's just stick with it it's safe um and ironically i thought right i need help making this decision because i feel like i've got some blinkers on i want to um have those blinkers taken off and i want yeah. whatever it is next to complement my life fit in with life as I want it to look so I went and saw a life coach best decision I ever made life and coaches I are love amazing coaches. <laughs> I have a great coach and if you guys uh, that are listening don't remember his name it's Ed he was a guest twice on this podcast he's awesome <laughs> go ahead <laughs> we are coach a coach fan club um, I love yeah I love my she, coach <laughs> she said to me she said to me her first question Maria what do you really want to do and I was like without <laughs> thinking without thinking I want to have my own business but I don't have an idea and um she was like right would you like to explore that <laughs> like yes <laughs> and funnily it actually got me starting my first job which was called fill that space um about 
promoting local artists here in Bristol in, in England. Um, but at the same time, I was blogging as Mummy on a Break because as far as I was concerned, I'd been given this gift of some time out, which, mm-hmm. you know, as a parent, as a mum, you don't usually get the opportunity to take some time out. Don't don't worry, I didn't leave my children with my husband and just go off. Time out is in, I just temporarily stopped work to figure stuff out. You mean you um, stopped working outside of the house? Exactly, yeah. exactly. I was unemployed for a period of time. <laughs> right, but you were definitely still busy and working. Yes, doing my other roles. Um, so, um, so I was mummy blogging and I was thinking, right, I want this to be um, a way of me ensuring that I really capitalize and benefit on the fact that I am taking time out of being employed. But if whilst I'm showing people what I'm doing, I can inspire other mums to just put the brakes on, even if it's just for an hour or whatever, Mm-hmm. For them to just look at life and say, is this the way I want it to be? Right. Then that would be a bonus. So I'm running my business. I'm I'm blogging as a mum. And it became apparent very quickly that actually fill that space wasn't what I was supposed to be doing. I loved yeah. it because I love helping. And, you know, artists not always good at promoting themselves. That was that was really nice to be able to help them but actually I want to be helping mums so I wound down that business and I thought right well how can I help mums what am I going to offer out there yeah to help mums on their journey and I created um, an online course and I put it out there at the beginning of 2020 so just before the pandemic yes just before the pandemic hit (laughs) and um, I thought because I'm a little bit naive and this is how you know trial and error is amazing and teaches us so many things it does have you ever seen the film you I reckon you'll be saying yes have you ever seen the film Field of Dreams with Kevin Costner (laughs) yeah build it they will come oh my goodness I built it and I got tumbleweeds oh join the club (laughs) (laughs) see we it's amazing because it teaches us about ourselves and the fact that some things go right. I tell you, I don't know. Could go better. Yeah, and I just don't know what it is anymore. I, I, I. This is what I do for a living. I create <laughs> courses and workshops and classes, and and I, I promote it, put it out there, and I'm like, I know this is what people want. I know it. <laughs> but it doesn't always happen. So it does teach us, though, doesn't it? To be humble, to be um, always learning, and about yourself and how you respond to that tumbleweed. Um, you know, it just really, it's, if you look at it as opportunities to learn more about yourself and your business and how you go about things, then it's always good. It's always good. And it'd be good to the... make the money though, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah and word out. Yeah. To pay the bills. Yes. <laughs> but what I've learned is that um, you, two things happen. You either succeed or you learn. And if you look at everything in those two ways. That's right. Yeah. It helps. And also, we learn more when things don't go quite according to plan. And it is great in making us resilient. And sometimes I think we go, do you know what? I've had enough of lessons in resilience. (laughs) I'm done for a little while. (laughs) But but it's okay. It's okay. And and if we can look at things in a, um, with, with a bit of fun and laugh at them actually yeah that helps us to stop going through the the downs when things aren't going where we think they're supposed to right so so it taught me a lot and from there I was like right so what can I do and we're in the pandemic now what can I do what can how can I serve people what do people need that I can share and um and here you go I'm you're going to have a surprised look on your face now and please (laughs) I mean this I mean this lovingly, but I actually created a course called How to Publish a Podcast in Four Easy Steps. Oh, I wish I took that class. <laughs> <laughs> and and I realized, I realized that it was because, so I I I, I dabble in podcasting and um and I'd been doing it, and like you, I like easy. 
why make things complicated when you can make things easy and you know you'd go on to being a business owner and having all these courses come up and pings and whatever from Facebook going oh look at this this is amazing let me Mm -hmm. draw you in let Mm -hmm. me you know and I was like I'm fed up of um going for things with the sell of I'll show you how it's done and Mm -hmm. you go to it and then afterwards at the end they're like right but if you want to know the good stuff you need to part with thousands of your good (laughs) dollars pounds whatever and I was like no this is not happening anymore (laughs) this is not what's going to be in life podcasting is dead easy I do it anybody can do it you don't need extra money you don't need fancy tech let me show you and let me really show you not you know tell you I'm going to show you and then say oh but I'm now you need to spend more money yeah Mm -hmm. and it was brilliant because people were like flipping heck Maria I can really go and do it and I'm like yes this is what I told you so this and and it was do you know what it was so lovely hearing people and seeing people's faces so they were like oh and you're not going to sell me anything else no because I've told showed you everything yeah you're the only person standing in your way now literally um so I started a series of lots of different workshops with the idea of I if you want me to help you more then I can but actually you don't have to I've given you everything whether it's how to make money from your superpower or master your own mindset or whatever you know I have about half a dozen that I run I'm sure you can go and do it (laughs) I think we're very much alike (laughs) (laughs) that's why we're getting on so well isn't it but that's why I'm staying at your house next summer (laughs) (laughs) I thought you'd forgotten (laughs) oh it's recorded as well um so (laughs) this sort of got me back up from my tumbleweed experience yeah like oh no I can offer something that people genuinely need and I and I'm helping and that's what you know as humans we want to have a purpose and absolutely was my purpose and it's really important to be creative not creative creative but to create whether you're creating the life that you want or you're cre- you're actually creating a product that people would like whether you're cre- you know like your creation is really important and so you were just satisfying all of those needs yeah yeah, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and I was buzzing I was buzzing I bet but yeah I still I still had niche I still niche to, <laughs> to help mums because I was like this is great this is feeding my need to serve, but I still want to serve mums because we are a population of awesome women who don't realise we are awesome. Mm-hmm. And whether we choose to believe it or not, think that we need to pause life whilst we raise awesome human beings and then we can press play afterwards when, oh my goodness, if we did that, potentially a quarter of your life you have stopped. That is a hell of a long time. It's really just... eye-opening, really. Uh, to get uh, serious for a second, if yeah, I can, yeah. um, which I probably can't, but it is so. It's so eye-opening, and and it's so um, sad. We've all done yeah, it. We do. We've all paused oh, yeah. our lives for one yeah. thing or another. You know. Oh, wow. And any mum and who's listening to this and can honestly look in the mirror and say no I haven't I have I didn't even press pause please get in touch with us and tell us because you are a shining example and we need to have you out there going I didn't and look more examples right more examples of that yep and that would be amazing I I I can't wait I can't wait I (laughs) I genuinely mean that so I was like right how can I serve these mums because as mums, we need to be able to look in the mirror every day and, and properly look into our eyes and go, you are amazing and you deserve to have everything you want. Yep. And you can do it. It is possible. I'm not saying it's easy, but it is possible. But you need to believe that you deserve it and you're going to get it. Yep. <clears throat> So they need people like you to help them see the way and yeah. to understand how can they do that. I mean, that's what you help them with, right? Exactly. Exactly. You help them to figure out, 
okay, well, I'm, I'm here. My kids are young. How do I focus on me? What do I do? Yeah. So do you feel like you're, you're ready to tell us about your program and your, <laughs> do you think you can Probably do that? My seat. <laughs> All right. Well, guess what? I'm going to pause you for a moment. We'll take a break. We'll take a real quick break. And when we come back, we'll tell everyone what you do exactly. Um, and you can share as much or as little as you want. You can also leave them guessing and wanting more. Um, <laughs> but we'll talk about how they can also get in touch with you. So we'll be back in just a sec. If you're in the Mansfield, Massachusetts area and are looking for a space for yoga, meditation, great workshops, and life coaching support, check out Mainstream Coaching and Wellness. Mainstream even has a couple of virtual options if you don't live close by. Check out their offerings at MainstreamMeditation.com. You can also follow Mainstream Coaching and Wellness on Facebook and Instagram. The name is Mainstream Coaching and Wellness. And we're back on this episode of Heal. We have Maria Newman. If you remember, she is a coach, mentor, and a trainer to busy, busy moms. I didn't read that. I just made that up in my head. She's a coach, mentor, and trainer to busy working moms. I was so close, Maria. <laughs> I Well, I liked what you said. I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> well, I think that moms need you desperately these days. Uh, during the break, we were talking briefly about um, how kids are so scheduled. Mm -hmm. And I was talking to Maria about how in the States, at least where I live in the Northeast, I can only speak you know, from that perspective, that by the time kids come to kindergarten or in first grade or second grade, they are five, six, seven years old, and they are so scheduled. They do dance, they do baseball, maybe basketball, maybe softball, maybe, I don't know, karate, martial arts of some sort. Um, they do a lot of things. And we were talking about, I'm going to try to recreate this conversation, Maria. Uh, help me out. I'm just kidding. We were talking about um, how it's hard for them to have unstructured play. So by the time they go to recess in school, they might not be familiar with play with a whole bunch of other children with no, um, now there are rules, so I can't say no rules, but no structure. It's all unstructured play, you know, sharing, um, problem solving and um should I said sharing <laughs> using kind <laughs> words you know like just learning like yeah, that kind of stuff yeah. without structure mm. um and we were talking about that during the break and then I said like how do you help parents to know that it's okay if they're not necessarily in all those activities like what's better what's better structured unstructured or a balance and I think we kind of said yeah balancing is best we you were talking about how over there that there's a little bit of both mm. but then we came to it I think and you please yell Maria if I'm getting this wrong <laughs> but if you're being an authentic parent the parent that you want to be um and true to yourself first then you may not feel the need to enroll them in all of these activities and perhaps maybe it's happening because you see your neighbor's kids and everyone else doing all of the things and you feel like you have to as well. But that might not even be who you are. Mm. It might not be what you want for your child. So just, mm. I think, digging deep and knowing who you are and what you want for your children first is important instead of just throwing them in all of the activities. Yeah. Spot that kind on. of I... what we said? Yeah, it was. It was. It is. <laughs> nice summary there I like sure. it yeah it is because I think especially in this day and age where information is at our fingertips and social media tells us or everybody's telling us what they're doing and how amazing it is and how wonderful their ch our children are blah 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 the thing is there's so much out there that's in our faces that we feel like we have to keep up with everybody mm -hmm. so 
comparisonitis oh my word it's like feeding comparisonitis mm-hmm. oh no we have to keep up with the joneses we have to keep up with the smiths because you know their kids are doing all these after school activities mm-hmm. and they've got all this stuff and whenever yeah. i see them they've always got smiles on their faces so they must be an amazing family yeah. so if they're doing that and i do that then i can be happy like yes. them and it's yeah. like whoa 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 yes, yes. yeah that's hard right because you want to socialize your children so yep is this the only way that they, maybe we know how to socialize our children is to get them into an activity. And that might be one way, but there are other ways, mm-hmm. you know, there, there's nice playing in the neighborhood ways. If you, if you live yeah. in a neighborhood yeah. where other kids are or going to the playground and meeting some other kids, or there are other ways to meet and play and socialize. There is, but also I think we, um we need to get comfortable spending time together as a family without that need for structure so like I know when my children were born when they were babies I was like right okay then I want the best start in life for them so they're Mm going to go to like baby gym and baby Mm -hmm. sign and we're going to go swimming because I want them to develop all these skills and you know have a great start Mm -hmm. well they don't need to go to all these classes you could teach them some of that stuff you can decide what being a mum means to you Mm -hmm. and then using that knowledge be that mum and it doesn't matter what anybody else is doing because they are not you you are not them Mm-hmm. You are an individual. We are all different. Our children are all different. Mm-hmm. Just because Bobby next door loves baseball doesn't mean Danny is going to love baseball. Just because Sue Ellen next door is an amazing martial artist doesn't mean that Lauren is mm-hmm. going to want to go and be a martial artist. Right. Everybody is different. Decide right. what you want as a mum, decide what you want as a family, and then mix and match whether it's a scheduled activity where you take them somewhere and an expert teaches them, or if it's something that you do to, together at home um, where you're creating beautiful memories together. Mm-hmm as a family and take that pressure off that right I pick up these kids and then I have to take them to this activity and then to that activity and before you know it you're on this treadmill of life just like just running as fast as you can to keep up and and feeling exhausted and your life gets white like what washes away and and all of a sudden you're wondering who am I what am I doing here so this is where you come in now let's talk about what you do to help people to figure that out yeah my pleasure so I work with women on a one-to-one basis and I have two programs but let me talk about the more in-depth program because that takes women through a journey of um, five different points so it's about revamping you so it's not um, making you a different person it's just taking your core which might feel a bit like it's lost and just bringing it out so that you know who you are and you know where you want to go. So I first talk about reconnecting with your identity. So remembering who you are so that you can live this new chapter of your life as mum. Because you're in there. You're the same person. You're just living the next chapter of your life. So we work together to remember things like, what did you like to do before you were mum? And what made you smile? What were you interested in? And try and get back elements of who you once were, but Mm -hmm. knowing that you are now on a new leg of your journey. Mm -hmm. Because that's all it is. We've just forgotten what we like, what we don't like, what what we've achieved, what challenges we've overcome. Yeah, I think we put other things in front of that, like noticing that. So we've had other priorities. So then we shift to those priorities, but we're still that person. Yeah. You know, we don't want to sweep her under the rug yet or ever. Yeah. No, no. So then once, once you've discovered, rediscovered who you are, we then go into regaining your confidence because having a baby is a life change. You know, you've gone from all I have to worry about is myself. I can look after myself because it's just me. 
Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, now I have this baby. This yeah. baby who is completely dependent on me. Yeah. yeah. Start to like doubt yourself because this is new. You're going into uncertain territory. And confidence is all about uncertainty and the belief in yourself. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we can look back at events where we were 100% confident. And if you look at that event and you just ask yourself two questions, number one, how much uncertainty was in that event? Well, if you're super confident, I bet you there was not a lot of uncertainty, if any. And number two, how much did you believe in your abilities? Probably 100% you believed in yourself and your abilities because you were confident. Whereas if you then look at an event or situation where you lacked confidence, it's probably because there was a lot of uncertainty around what was happening. Mm-hmm. and you didn't believe in your abilities which you know to start with being a mom I mean how much uncertainty is there in being a mom I think you're right I think you think before you have that baby okay I could do this I got this no worries I've seen people be mothers <laughs> yeah it's like teaching I get this no nope. I'm very prepared to teach and then you start teaching and you're like holy crap what happened I don't know what I'm doing so yeah and every step of the way with a newborn baby especially you're like what's going yeah. on because you just don't know yeah. You just don't know. So it can definitely blow your confidence out of the water. Like, And then that seeps into other parts of our lives because, you know, that I think that confidence or lack of confidence that we hold inside. We don't necessarily show people because heaven forbid as a mum, put my hands up and go, I don't know what I'm doing. Please help me. I wish um, there were more people who did that. Well, it would be... Um, it would be so nice because it actually would because everyone us... else would feel great too. Like, okay, good. I didn't <laughs> I know. know what I was doing either. So I'm going to, I'm going to have my second shout out here. If there is any mum, oh, two, two shout outs. Number one, if there is a mum that felt like she was in deep water and needed help and she had the confidence to say, I'm holding my hands up. I need help. Please get in touch with us because you are a yes. shining light. Yep. And number two, if there was a mum who actually was super confident and said, you know what, I'm just doing my best and my best is good enough, please get in touch with us because you are amazing as well. Absolutely. <laughs> I wish I felt that way after Britt was born. <laughs> that was the hardest time in my life, I think. It is, it is. But, you know, it's the it's fine if we sort of contain it in the sense of, look, this is all new and every step is going to be new as a mum because the our babies are changing we might like not change to the same level but they're gonna have massive changes yeah so every day is a school day we're learning new stuff and then it seeps into other parts of our lives where we then start to lack confidence with our partners maybe with our family oh my goodness don't get me started about going back into work if you decide to return to work you you go back into work and this is uh, this is me speaking from experience I went back into the corporate world thinking oh yes I'm just gonna pick up from where I left off oh my goodness I felt like a fish out of water people were talking to me and they're the same faces and I'm like I know you but the words coming out of your mouth is a foreign (laughs) language oh your brain you gave birth to half of your brain I think that's what (laughs) happens when you when you give birth it's like just let half of the brain go with it (laughs) so so it's you know confidence is like a muscle you a confident individual doesn't just go hey I'm confident in everything you know it, we constantly need to exercise absolutely being confident yep. yep and so that's what we have to do we continually practice put ourselves in slightly uncomfortable situations right. knowing some techniques so that we're always working this confident muscle because if if you think about older people, I'm thinking about my like my mum and dad. I mean, my dad, in it, when he was working, when he had his business, he's like super confident. Mm-hmm. Now I can see that his confidence ever so often just takes a bit of a dip. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we have to be exercising our confidence muscle regularly. Yep. And then, and then, and then becomes the biggie. Once we've worked on confidence, it's then about the inner critic. Because there is that voice in our head, neither good nor bad, 
they're just doing their job they're there to keep us safe because you know back in the day when we were all in caves yeah well we need to be kept safe you know you don't want to like walk out of the cave and get attacked by a saber-toothed tiger heaven forbids but i don't know about you when i walk out of my front door there are no saber-toothed tigers mm, they just look differently <laughs> So, so it's about not, um, I say silence being a critic, but what I mean is, you know, recognizing become, it, maybe being yeah, aware of it, becoming friends with your inner critic yeah. and understanding why and the shifting it. There. I call yeah. it, I, I, cause I work with people to, with their inner critic and I tell them that we're going to shift it to be like their inner coach or inner yeah. whatever, you know, like just to yeah. help themselves. Yeah. Nurturing the inner cheerleader. Yes, I say that too. Yay! I was a I was a cheerleader too. That's why I'm like you have to be your inner like you know inner coach, inner cheerleader. You do, you do. Yeah, and I encourage not just my clients but anybody I speak to. Please name your inner critic so you can separate them. Her name's Betty. Oh, mine's called Vera. Oh, I love it. My sister's is Patty. <laughs> oh i see oh we are kindred i think it's patty or or trisha i think it's patty but uh, i'm definitely betty yeah i have this conversation all the time like shut up betty (laughs) wind your neck in so vera it's just i mean uh, the name is suggests what she is she is a beautiful older lady oh who's just just, she's like your grandma mine's just just a crabby old bitch and she just keeps (laughs) telling me bad things i don't like her oh no but see that's the thing I don't want to not like my inner critic because it's okay Vera is trying to she's trying to be she's trying to she's trying to um keep you keep safe, you safe. Yeah. All right. so I let her speak to hear uh-huh. what her grumbles about why she's concerned and then I say right here's a cup of tea and a biscuit you go sit in the corner Betty definitely smokes pot. cigarettes and drinks whiskey or something <laughs> Like Betty, go have a butt and just leave me alone. Yeah. I think I'm going to have to change my character. I, I'm quite liking Betty with a... With well, a see, I, I do hang out with her sometimes. And then I... Oh, you have your own little party with Betty. <laughs> she gets me into a lot of trouble. Uh, don't blame Betty. It's Well, it's me. It's my inner critic. <laughs> so I'm really blaming myself. <laughs> but it is all about understanding what our inner critic is trying to tell us because they're our concerns, our worries. And then I talk to my clients about, well, you know, what is real and what are you making up? Because the inner critic has no idea about reality. Everything they say, they ego think of reality. Too. All comes yeah. from ego. Like you said, keeping you safe, whether it's safe yeah. by playing smaller, whether it's yeah. safe by, you know, not putting yourself out there whatever it is it's definitely trying to keep yourself safe and it's coming from ego your ego mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah 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 so so that's a lot of the inner work that I do with my clients and then it's about being practical and going okay then so we've we've approached some of the or we've um faced and dealt dealt with some of the big things that are holding you back now let's let's acknowledge where you are in life today so we do we accept our current situation by yeah. doing a life assessment and I go through a very simple quiz that goes asks um, five yes no questions about relationships money matters wellness relationship and no, I said relationships <laughs> work relationships money matters wellness and the fun stuff because life is about having fun yeah yep. and there's no right or wrong yes and no does not mean right or wrong it's just about getting you An to think yeah. it's an assessment yep. yeah yeah um and it, they're thought-provoking questions and that's all they are um so that we know where are we today well you know where's my client today in their life according to those five elements and looking at what is what is what are the things that are holding you back in each of those areas because as they're filling in the quiz and paying very much attention to like their facial expressions and whether I can see them having a bit of an insight or mm-hmm. there's a moment mm-hmm. to pause or they might go to me, mm-hmm. oh, I found that one really difficult to answer. And that's like, you know, the so why did you find it difficult to answer? What is, what, what's the conversation that's going on in your head? Because yeah. um, I'm saying, tell me yes or no. I'm not asking them for like a long response. Yeah. And it's really digging deep to understand for them 
not only where they are, but why they think they are where they are. Because there'll be stories that they've been telling themselves. Yep, that's right. To keep them well in that place. Because that place, whether keeping they like safe. being there or not, is keeping <laughs> them safe. See? Yeah. It all links. It does. It does. <laughs> and then the final one. And this is the, and this is the bit I love because we, we already talked about creativity earlier on. Yes. And this is the bit where I guide my clients through creating where they want to be. It starts a bit morbid at the beginning, but I asked them, I asked them to write their own obituary and to really visualize what they want. What they what you to wanted see. to say. Yeah. 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 What did and I then, do in my life? Yeah. 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 And and like, you know. No limitations, no restrictions. Don't worry about money, where you are, whatever. None of that. What do you want it to say? And then once they've written it, I want them then to change it to the present tense. This is what life is going to be like now, today. Uh And I want you to read it, see it, hear it, it, smell Uh it, feel Uh it. And I want you to turn the volume up when you're hearing that conversation. I want you to see it in bold, bright colours. I want you to feel the tingles in your skin when you're feeling how that would be to be there. And even taste, you know, because you might be going out to restaurants or whatever. Immerse yourself in what you are reading. Believe it to be real. And then let's work out how you're going to get there that was my next question so then do you guide them through or help them with goals or what do you do things like that like how do I get there? yeah 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 and take small steps because somebody look at it go oh my word I've like (laughs) I've dreamt this amazing life yeah oh crap this I can't do that which becomes Betty (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. like who the hell do you think you are yeah Yeah. exactly exactly I mean if you want to go and I I talk to them through, yes, if you decide that you're going to climb a mountain or go and run a marathon tomorrow, (laughs) let's be real. It isn't going to happen. You haven't got the equipment and you haven't done the training. So let's just not look at the mountain or the marathon. But what you can do. Yeah, but you treat your goals like that. Pretend it is that. Like what equipment and training do you need to have to do that? Then, okay. And whatever that equipment or training is, then we start writing those things down and we make yeah. a plan I love making yeah. plans what's your sign when's your birthday I'm a Taurus oh oh, oh where, where were you where were you placing me Sagittarius oh my dad's a Sagittarius yeah it's because I'm a Sagittarius and I just <laughs> think that they're all awesome so I'll be an honorary Sagittarius thanks okay <laughs> That's awesome. That sounds like a great program. It sounds like um something that would really help a lot of people, not just moms though, like everyone. Yeah. 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 Well, well, so I wrote a book. What is um, it called? So it's called Busy, The Working Mum's Guide to Confidently Walking Life's Tightrope. And surprise, surprise, the, one of the first people to buy it was a guy. He is lovely. I, I, I met him through networking and um when he posted about the book he said this is just this is not just for women anybody can take something from this book and use it yeah and I was like oh Adrian you're amazing like the best little um shout out testimonial that you could have gotten Um, I agree and we're Um, also taught to be like who's your niche like who can you help be specific you know sometimes just these are good practices for everyone and I hate to limit ourselves but um does sound like it would be good for everyone so tell everyone how they can get in touch with you I know that I'm going to put all of your information that you shared with me on the podcast notes so you don't have to worry about um um, spelling or anything I'll have it all for them but tell them where they can follow you or how to get in touch with you because I feel like at the very least people may grab that book yes yeah yes so uh if you put maria newman or mummy on a break into any search engine probably google um you will find me on linkedin instagram youtube anchor for my podcast what the mum um it's called what the mum what the mum i love it so listen everyone she if you haven't 
been able to tell from her accent she's not from around these parts and so when she spells mummy it's with a u <laughs> yes yeah i spell it the other way yeah you know those brits it's m-u-m-m-y and mummy on a break yeah not mommy sorry not mommy like mom <laughs> mommy it's mummy my daughter used to oh i wish she was here she used to say mummy and that's so cute. <laughs> she used to be British in another life or something. Uh, anyways, yeah, she's 30 now. She's still super cute. <laughs> but sometimes she does that like Peppa Pig. Um, <laughs> so mummy on a break. It's M-U-M-M-Y on a break. Um, and you can, and I will link everything in the, the podcast notes when the episode releases. So you can just click those things and go right to her. Um, is there anything else that you want to share before I ask you the three questions that I ask everybody? I don't think so. I think we've had, we've talked a lot. Well, I think that's so much fun. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. <laughs> what a okay. lovely way to spend my afternoon. Good your morning. Yes. Well, it's one o'clock actually. Oh, Not bad. Oh, Not bad. Oh. All right. Um, I might look like I just woke up, but no, it's one so o'clock. I did too. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> We're not friends anymore. Um, <laughs> you got out of that stay next summer. I don't oh, yeah. need your oh. house. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. You ready for my three questions? Uh, I am. I am. Okay. When you are feeling your most peaceful, what is it that you're doing? Writing. Nice. All right. Um, and, you know, what is one book that you would promote or for your clients or change your life or, and it can be yours. It's okay if it's yours. Well, other than my own, there is an amazing book called The Anatomy of peace by the arbinger institute and oh my goodness and and i i love an audible book so i am a oh i'm a consumer of listening to books and i only read i only listened to this oh a couple of weeks ago but it is amazing and the reason why it's amazing is because it stops people from focusing on what's going on out there and saying, if you want to see change, the only responsibility you have is to be the change yourself. That's right. I That's love the that. The anatomy of, the of peace. Um, anatomy also, of peace. Maria, something you yes. don't know, which yeah. if anyone out there knows a way to get in touch with Audible, I mention them on every, almost every yeah. podcast because I only listen to books. I, yes. What Me I've too. learned in my adulthood is I think I've always had a learning disability for reading comprehension. When I read a book in my face, I can't mm -hmm. really comprehend. I'll constantly go back and read the same thing over and over again. It's really hard for me to get through books, but Audible, it is my savior. I listen to books constantly. And if I really enjoy the content and I think I need the book, then I buy the hard copy or the, the paperback, the actual yeah. physical yeah, yeah. copy. So if anyone knows anyone at Audible <laughs> that I could get paid for saying Audible <laughs> over and over again, that would be great. <laughs> audible, <laughs> audible, Audible, Audible. <laughs> Hook us up. Somebody out there, please. Maybe I'll email them. I don't know. I Truly, every episode, I'm like, I say something like, oh, I, I didn't read that book. I listened to it on Audible because I listened yeah. to books on Audible. Yeah. And I yeah. say it all the time. And you just said it. So maybe yes. you'll get a quarter or something. Yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, sorry. You don't have quarters in England, do you? Oh, no. No, oh. maybe I got a pound. No, that's... that's 20, no. 25p? 25p? Whatever that is. It sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Last... last well, then. Sorry, last question. <laughs> if money... Talk about money. You like each question goes right into each other because yeah. you said writing and then I mentioned yeah. book and then you said yeah. 25p and now I'm mentioning money. <gasps> if money wasn't an object, what would you be doing? Oh my word. Cooking. Yeah. For yeah. Oh, yourself I, uh, or everybody. I'm I have Greek heritage, and as far as we're concerned, there isn't no problem that can be solved. <laughs> without just we just sit around the table okay eat. Well, 
listen, I'm going to pull a Maria on you. So why aren't you doing it? Well, well <laughs> do you know, because, well, because like, I don't know. Because Maybe I you suppose, should consider doing a, doing it. I don't know. So many, but I've got so many loves. I'd still be coaching people. I'd be coaching mums for free as well, obviously. Whatever. Well, <laughs> no, that's I'm it. Stuff out, I? I know, I know. <laughs> oh, you've got me in a hole there. <laughs> well, you could have said something like, I do, I cook for my family. Well, I do cook for my family. Bless them. I, there's only like four of us in my immediate family. And I yeah. always cook for like 25 people because I'm Greek. Maybe you, I, right? I'm Italian. So I understand. Ah, you yeah, do. So, <laughs> I do. Um, I like to cook too, but I, I'm not, it's not a love, love. I, I wish so badly that I had, even though I don't follow recipes yeah. at all, I can't, it's not in my yeah. DNA, but <laughs> I wish I had at least a idea of a recipe for my grandparents. Like I just wish, cause I didn't know them growing up. I was the youngest of eight and my dad was the youngest of 10. Oh, so crikey. yeah, yes. there's like huge yeah. gap. And I, um, I didn't know my grandfather and I really didn't know my grandmother. And um, I just wish I was there to watch them cook and to see what they do. I just kind of throw things in a pot and hope for the best. So yeah, I don't follow recipes. There's not, yeah. nothing wrong with that. Do you know what? Before, um, was I, I used to, on my Facebook page, I used to do something called the seven ingredient challenge. <gasps> I even so, like less ingredients than that. <laughs> well, so so I, I would, I'd set myself a challenge on the Friday evening. I would give my followers two hours to suggest ingredients. And I would literally pick seven. And the only additional ingredients I'd give myself is salt, pepper, olive oil lemon juice and I don't even I can't remember what the fifth one was and there was a fifth one and um on the Monday evening without practicing on the Monday evening I would create something with those ingredients I love that and idea usually, I would never do that because it would taste like shit it would taste oh. like crap period <laughs> I've got to say I didn't do too badly I really enjoyed it oh that sounds like fun <laughs> That it sounds is, like a lot is. of fun. I think it that's is. that's a great th th uh, thing for anyone who likes to cook to do. I would yeah. watch it. I would watch it. <laughs> so the other thing that I do is I watch the British Baking Show over and over and over oh, again. You, over it's and brilliant. over and over and over. I've seen <laughs> oh every goodness. single season on Netflix yeah. now with how yeah. I get to watch it. Um, at this point in my life, probably eight or nine times. I'm not exaggerating. Like the whole, the whole program uh, watching. Oh my word. You, you're, I don't know what word there is to use for that other than, I don't know. It's I'm... gotten so bad that I'm like, I can make that. I can do that. <laughs> and then I try and I'm like, oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. It's bad. It's so bad. Like, I think I can make a tarte ten, and I can't. I think I can, you know, make pastry that has layers with butter. And I, I'm just like, I can't even use flour uh, uh, at all. <laughs> but the sweet stuff is, it's an art. You can't, this, well, no, it's, it's not. It's a science, is it? Science. You have to be, yeah. That's Whereas savory cooking is an art. You can, um, you know. I'm not very detail oriented. <laughs> so I don't like to follow recipes. And there's always more, oh, way more ingredients yeah. than I like. So anyways. Yeah. So <laughs> sorry again, everyone. <laughs> I went on a tangent, but you know, it's okay. It's fine. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. Um, Brittany's oh, going to be welcome. so sad that she missed this episode. <laughs> oh, well. She'll have to get it on ketchup. <laughs> yeah she's gonna have to listen uh, for once all right anyways maria i thank you so much and remember everyone mummy on a break with a you mummy and um you'll get all those notes in the podcast notes when this episode releases it's going to be around mid october ish um and thank you thank you so much maria it's been so nice to talk to you oh likewise i've had so much fun i bet you didn't expect it <laughs> no I, I there's a great saying no expectations for maximum treasure and I feel like you've made me well I found a treasure chest of jewels oh that's so kind thank Welcome. you
you. Thank you. Thank you very much. And everybody else, I will be back without Maria, sadly, in just a few minutes. If you're in the Mansfield, Massachusetts area and are looking for a space for yoga, meditation, great workshops, and life coaching support, check out Mainstream Coaching and Wellness. Mainstream even has a couple of virtual options if you don't live close by. Check out their offerings at MainstreamMeditation.com. You can also follow Mainstream Coaching and Wellness on Facebook and Instagram. The name is Mainstream Coaching and Wellness. And here I am. I am back. Just came back to say one more time, thank you so much for joining us. We are so excited that you enjoy this podcast and keep coming back for more. We can't wait to see you next time. But until then, may you be happy, healthy, safe, and live a life that's filled with ease. Thank you. Bye.